Parshas Vayera, Shabbos. Is Tezvav Cheshvan Tezvav Lachedish? It's known. Siara Bashne Musa. We spoke many times the concept of Siara Bashne Musa. The moon is a full moon. On Tezvav Lachedish, and since the Eden go according to the lunar calendar, so we look also how this connect. How does it connect? To our Avedah, to our service to Hashem. Since we know that this is the full time of the month, the highest point of the month. And since we are connected directly through the source that is brought about from the Levana, therefore, being Tezvav Lachedish, the 15th of the month, when the month when the moon is full, is of course the highest point, the zenith. Of the month. Pajvayero, in many ways, exemplifies the same concept. Also, this week was Yir Aleph Cheshvan, the yard site of Rachel Imenu, the day of the passing of Rachel Imenu. Mesiris Nefesh The abnegation Which Rachel had more than any of the Ovis and Imois the happy Parsha because it's a Parsha again as Lech Lecha that we are spending our time with Avram Avinu although within the Parsha we come upon the horrific story the horrific happening of Zdeva Ameda the horrific happenings that transpire in Zdeva with the Anshe Sadaim, the people of Sadaim, with their horrific attributes, brought about literally the total destruction of their town, of their whole area. Sadaim being the metropolis of the area. It is known, the Medrash tells us. The worst part was even the judicial system of Sadaim was so to corrupt to such a level 
that the Abishta looked at this and said, if people are managing, people are living like this, then the Abishta could not see any continuity of such a generation. Looking down, Medrash tells us in Sidaim, and we see ultimately the Rashi tells us the Pasuk of Late's wife, who looked back when she was told not to, looked past her husband's shoulder to see the destruction and was turned to a pillar of salt. Rashi explains why salt and not stone or anything else. Because she too, like all the other inhabitants of Sdaim, could not even fargin, she couldn't find in her heart that she should be able to give her guest even a grain of salt in their food. And this was the horrific minus of Sdaim that even their quote-unquote haknosas erchim, their supposed treating of guests was done so horrifically that even a grain of salt could not be spared. How much more so in the judicial system We know the story of Eliezer who sat through a judicial day in court. Someone beat Eliezer up and spilled blood. And the judge heard the case and heard that the fellow beat him up and heard that Eliezer bled. So he told him, the servant of Avram, very good, since he helped you by letting blood from you, which is a healthy thing. In those days, and even today's days, I'm sure they have time, different things, different medical procedures, in which they draw blood for it. In those days, the leeches were very popular. Today's days, leeches are popular also, but not just drawing blood. They draw other things out of people. They attach themselves in different ways. Since he drew blood, you owe him money. And the judge looked at Eliezer, looked how healthy he is, gave him a calculation how much you would have to pay. Eliezer, of course, was astounded at this being no fool immediately jumped on the judge they beat him to a pulp and when he got the judge bloodied up he told the judge okay now you owe me money so instead of paying me just pay him And we also know that in the way of Aknasasarchim, there was a standard size bed in Sadaim for guests. 
and you always fit in the bed. The beds are made to fit. If you are too short, they stretch you. If you are too long, they cut your feet off. So on and so forth. Different behavioral issues which brought about the destruction of Saddam. Question Torah is not a storybook. Hmm? And if Torah is not a storybook, why? Would Torah repeat the story? Torah, the word Torah is lashon heirah, a lesson. What value, what lesson of value can we possibly derive from such a horrific story? And the story continues and doesn't get much better. The survivors of this entire onslaught are Lot and his two daughters. And the Torah goes into great length in telling us how the two daughters managed to conceive children from their father because they were afraid that the world, just like the world was destroyed by the Mabel, since God said He would not destroy the world again through a Mabel, but they saw the total devastation of their country and they thought they couldn't google and see what else in the world happened they couldn't check up on the miners in Chile so therefore Rashi tells us they were under the impression they were the only three survivors in the world and they had to make the continuity of the world exist and since their father was the only available male, they had to do what they had to do. That's uh-huh. So the question is, story? Teda is Lashen Heiro'o. Teda is teaching on a constant basis. Every word in Teda is to teach us something. Where do we come off to hearing such a thing in the Teda? And what is it teaching us? What lesson do we derive from this? The story of Sudan, the Mishnah tells us, Ezo Chokham, Halemed Mikoladam, who is a Chokham, a person who learns from everybody. The Mishnah asks, I understand we learn from a tzaddik how to behave. Alemid Mikala, that means from any given person, what do we learn from a Russia? And there are many different sages that tell us from the Russia we learn what not to do. 
And this is therefore what we learn from the story of Sedeim. From the story of Sedeim we learn a special Hirah, that even the grain of salt has such a tremendous value. And how much more so, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdev. How much more so, the righteousness that has to be in Mishpat, that has to be when it comes to Dintera, when it comes to Abedin. So we learn from this, the lessons, aside from when it says later in Pash Mishpatim, how one has to behave and how the Bezdin has to behave, etc. Aside from all these other lessons that we learn in other places of how a person, incest, incest, incest is not, oh, we need that for this word, is not acceptable and is punishable by death, etc. The daughters, by calling the child Mayov, the despicable act of saying, Meyav, that is from my father, brought a curse upon her. But at the end of the day, this happening that took place here between Leit and his daughters was the beginning of Mashiach. As we know, Rus, where Dabra Melech, David Malcolm Meshich is a descendant from Rus. Rus came from Meyav, and therefore was a direct descendant from the happening that took place here. The different spiritual transformations, the different spiritual reformations that took place to the dirt, certain neshamas <coughs> from this actual mayam until Dovra Melech were obviously quite, quite great but that in its own right is a lesson teaching us how much we can transform and how much we can do in the world how we could take from the lowest essence, the lowest metzias, the lowest existence, and transform it into the highest, into the holiest, into the most spiritual. Let us start with the beginning of the parsha. The parsha is called Vayeda, Vayeda Elov Hashem. The first three words are out of place. Since when does this seer come before what is seen? Vayera Hashem a love would make sense. God appeared to him. God appeared to him, I understand. Makes sense. The uh, what was being, what was appearing is mentioned, and then the person actually saw it. But to tell me I, that he saw, and then tell me what he saw. Doesn't sit right. What are the words? Vayera love Hashem. It was seen to him, Hashem. It should be Vayera Hashem love. Another question. Who? 
Vayere Elov Hashem. Who's who Elov? Who's to him? We don't keep Chumash as a continuing story. Lech Lecha has finished. Vayera is the beginning of a new Parsha. The beginning of the new Parsha, you have to tell me who we're talking about. To start off Vayera Elov Hashem, you're not telling me to whom. We know we take for granted what was going on, what was happening here. Avram Avinu just had a bris, and Rashi tells us in Pshutish Mikra, Rashi doesn't ask the question even. Rashi says, Why did he come to him? To visit the sick. was the third day of his bris. <laughs> Nothing like a tangent. Rashi says, I only come to explain Pshuta Shemikra. Why did he come to him? Why Vayera Elav Hashem? It's not Vayera Elav Hashem, it doesn't say Hashem. The Dibamaskas is Vayera Elav. He appeared to him. So Rashi explaining why to him the vakasachila to see the, to visit the sick. That is the explanation of Ayera Elov. Why then does Rashi continue Om Rabbi Chama Barchanino Yem Shlishi Limilose Hoya Uvakadish Baruch Vashemishteme? Let us say, perhaps, that it's relevant to the Pshat that this is that this is the third day after his bris. And therefore God is coming to ask how he is. Wonderful. Who cares who says it? What is, my re- what is it relevant to us? Somebody asked me a question this week. What happened here by Avram? Why was he sitting there? We all know he was sitting there because he was looking for guests. Why was he looking for guests? Because that was his nature. He wanted guests. Why didn't he have guests? Did he get a bad rap in the uh, New York Times magazine that week? Did he get a uh, you know a lousy report from the, the health department? Well, what happened to his guests all of a sudden? He was always overflowing with guests. Huh? A physical teacher. Elamai. Mm-hmm. They took out the sun from its Shell. cover. Hates the shemesh minartik. And because the shemesh was out of the nartik, the heat was so unbearable, there were no passerbys. Nobody was walking the streets. So the fellow asked me, Why? I'm eating seeds. Why do you have to take the sun out? Why go through the whole trouble? Tell the guests to stay home. I mean, and then if you if you don't want them to have guests, why are you sending them to three guests? He's running around anyway now. In the heat of the day, in the, in the heat, an unbearable heat now. So I told him off the cuff 
The sun is known for healing for healing powers. When a baby's yellow, for the bris, they tell you put the baby in the sun. It draws out the the jaundice. The rays of the sun draw out the jaundice. I actually have a cousin. They're supposed to have a bris today. I don't know if they did or didn't. I know yes, as of yesterday it was too yellow. I told him to put the baby in the sun. He wrote me back. He was astonished. He says he'll get burned. So I told him not to put the kid on the beach. There's a better window. It's enough. What? Huh? He's what? Yeah. The sun has a healing process, has a healing powers. Omar, who is this Tana here that talks here? Omar Abi Chama Bar Chanina. Chama's son. So Rashi is telling us that Emre is also relevant to us. Because his Chama, his heat that he gave off, the Tata that he gave, that he permeated, was one that reached out to everybody. That's why he darshans just such a drasha. That's why he's bringing about such a case, such a story, and telling us that it was the third day of the bris. And it's the most painful day after a bris. And God came to protect him from the pain. Back to our regular question, though. Vayeda Elav Hashem, Rashi, should be telling the Pshut Shamikra. Should be telling the Mechavish the Mikra who Elav is. Vayeda Elav. Mechavish the Mikra has a question who? Is the Mechavish Mikra supposed to take for granted? This is Avram Avinu. Another question. Fayere of Hashem, where? Beilene Mamre. Who cares? Who cares where it was? We're not Googling it. We're not checking with a, G- with a GPS where Beilene Mamre is. Why is it relevant to what took place here? So Rashi tells us also, who should not the fichok niglalav bechelkoi. The medrash. What's Elena Mamre? Again, the place, the name of the place, has to also be a lesson to us. What is the lesson?
in preface to everything, we have to go back to what we're talking till now. The main sin that we heard about since the beginning of the Chumash was Chet Eitzadas. The tree of wisdom that Adam Rishon sinned. Neach Zaveda was to rectify this. Seven Tzadikim thereafter had to go and to bring back down the Shechina. Avram being the first. So what is Avram's first real mitzvah that he's doing is Bris Mila. What does Bris Mila <coughs> have to do with the Tikkun of Eitzadas? The Sefer Degel Machne Ephraim. And it brings down the question of the Erechayim HaKadosh. About just what we said before, Vayed Elav Hashem, why does he bring first down Elav and before Hashem, and not Hashem before Elav? <laughs> and he answers, Since, as we said, all the Oves were Mesakin, Chet Eitzadas, Avram Avrinu was the first one to do so. This is what the Pasuk is implying here. Vayera Elov, he was now a Metzius. Since he began the Aveda of Biru Ranitsutsim, he began the Aveda of rectifying the sin of Eitz he now became something. He became an Elov. What's Elena Mamre? Elena is the same letters as Elon, a tree. Therefore, goes back to the tree that Mamre. I know that's the name of a tree. Well, it's the name of a tree, but Elon is a tree. Elena is Asis be Elon. She Mamre, that it was Mamre, Mamre is the notion of revolution. It revolted. In the commandment of God. And that very tree, Avraham Avinu is now working on this Takana. And therefore, God reveals himself by Elena Mamre. <coughs> because Avraham himself separated himself from good to bad, good and bad. And he turned over the union of bad into good. So therefore we see now why Elov comes before Hashem. Because this has to tell us that the revolution, the revelation, excuse me, was Dafka in the concept of Elov. Because he was the first of the Oves. He was the first one to be massacring the sin of Eitzadas. And this was actually the place of other mission sinned. But we still don't know what does Mila have to do with this. So in the Holy Safe of Kedushas Levi, he also asks on the Pasuk, the same question that we've been dealing with till now, 
And he asked also, why did he say Elov? Stop. Why did he say Avram Avinu? Why did he say his name? And he explains as follows. When God showers us with influences, showers us with blessings, it all comes down as a blessing from God. Now, we have to, we have to understand, scientifically we understand how the funnel works. A person has a funnel, you can take a large quantity and transfer it to another large area via a small conduit. For example, taking a bottle and taking from a barrel and putting it into a bottle. We take a funnel and we put it into, we insert it into the barrel and we pour into the funnel. The funnel has a big spout, a big mouth and it comes down to a point and it then therefore comes down into the bottle. It now can enter into the spout of the bottle to the head, the mouth of the bottle. Similarly, when God showers us with blessings, when it comes, when it comes from God, it's a tremendous quantity. In order for it to come down to us, that we should be able to handle it, we should be able to accept it, we should be able to thrive with it, we need a funnel. This funnel is called Tzimtzumim. These Tzimtzumim come through Isis, through letters. For example, Srafim. Different types of angels, the Srafim. The Tzimtzum of Isis, Srafim, now makes this major saraf into something that's f- tangible in the world. And the same thing in the Elam Everything goes according to its letters. And like the example of Avram, who was Tzimtzum, he was condensed into the letters of Avram. When a person serves the Abishu with such Mesidus Nefesh, That Avraham Avinu is doing here with the Bris Mila at 99 years old. To begin with, there's no name to this. You can't put a handle on this. You can't label it. It's something way above labeling. It's way above naming. And therefore, it remains as a love. And his Mesidus Nefesh was in such a broad spectrum that just taking the name Avram to condense it into an Avram was not possible. In order to be able to tell us what was this Mesidus that was then sitting here waiting for God's revelation, could only describe him as Elov. To him. He was to him couldn't use his name yet because it didn't have 
the tvisa of Hashem. It didn't have the capacity of grasping of God of a name. In addition to what Kedushas Levi says, we have to understand something even deeper. In the Kutasikas, Chedek Lamed Vov, Pash Tetzave, the Rebbe explains famous Sikha from when Moshe Rabbeinu was born until he passed away his name is mentioned in every Pasha the only Pasha is not mentioned is Tzavah what goes on over there what transpires here we learned all the different Sikhs what happened the punishment and everything else Tachlis in spirituality, though, a name is shaykh for another person. Why do I need a name? We need a name so that another person can so another person can contact you. I mean, let's take a telephone and you put all the names into the phone, it's called contacts. What's this contacts? Why are the names called contacts? Because if you just put phone numbers into your phone book, they wouldn't be connected to anything. Meishu Rabbeinu in is higher than a name. Just limiting him to a name couldn't work. And therefore, his name is not mentioned in the passion. This, therefore, is the mitzvah of the Bismillah. This is what took Avraham Avinu to a level that humanly, even with Isis Hatera, you could not describe what spiritual level this physical body has ascertained. And it's extremely strange for us to understand that. We know the Shama comes down in the body. The Shama comes down to service Hashem. The conduit that it has, the connection with mitzvahs is physical. Without the physical mitzvah in the world, which the physical body does, Nishama has no reason to be here. Yafesh Ha'achas, Teyre Mitzvah, Be'elam Hazeh, Yikol Chayel One hour of Teyre Mitzvah in this world, is more than Kol Chayel 
Seist. Very simple. The mitzvahs that can be accomplished and can be amassed in this world can only be done through this world. Being in this world, the physical world. The question is asked in Kutateta. <coughs> this is the Maimah that's recited by Abris. We know that Avraham Avinu kept all the mitzvahs. Kala Teta Kula. Nitna. Before the Teta was even given. Why did he not do the mitzvah, Abris Mila? Now that explains. The mitzvahs that were done before they were commanded and mitzvahs that they were done after they commanded. What a mitzvah accomplishes once it's commanded specifically or what a mitzvah accomplishes when it's only being done because the person took on themselves to do this mitzvah. Although it's a tremendous madrega, it's a very high thing, very great thing for a person to actually do a mitzvah even though he's not told to do it. But the schar and the reward is that much greater. So here, by Avram waiting for this commandment of Mila, and we know the Rashtavis, Miyalalono Ashamaima, is Rashtavis Mila, and the last letters of the words, Miyalalono Ashamaima, Yudke Vovke, we, we see therefore the great Messiah, the, the great connection that is done through Brismila for the Abishta. The Pasha is surrounded with Sis Nefesh. Starts off talking about the Bismillah of Avram Vino and finishes off with Akeda Sitzchok. Noyach was a knapp at Sadik. Ish, Tamim Hayabidaresav, his generation. And you have those Mephashim that say, yeah, in his generation, another generation, who knows what he would have been. That's Adik. But when God came and told him, build a Teva, he built a Teva. Was it a great Messias Nefesh on his part? Probably. He had to deal with the building department. <coughs> he had to deal with the uh, community board, the neighborhood, the neighbors. It must have been very, very imposing on everybody getting a table put up in the middle of the backyard. Um, but God told him to do it. And because Hashem told him to do it, there was no ifs, ands, and buts, and he did it. He ifs, ands, and but. He did my, yeah, he did little epke and bepke about it. And um, ultimately, he didn't believe that they would have to use it. He had faith in mankind. He had faith that Hashem would forgive. Whatever channel it was that he was taking. But he built that table. 
God tells Avravinu, I want you to have a bris. Avravinu didn't look at the calendar and say, I'm 99 years old, I can't have a bris. They got the knife and made a bris. Everybody in the household? Everybody in the household. A bris. Then we find the end of the parasha. Akedus Yitzchak. Ooh-ha! What Mesidus Nefesh and Avram Vinus part? He took his son and brought him as a sacrifice. Big deal! God told him to. It wasn't that he thought of saying, you know what, God? I have only one son. I was banking on him to be my uh, my heir. I was relying on him to continue my way of life in the world. What the heck? You know what? I think I'm just going to bring him up as a sacrifice. What do you say, God? You and me. Let's set up an altar. Up he goes. Shige? What are we thinking here? But God told him to do it. Was he hesitant? Well, we don't understand the dialogue sometimes. Why did God have to repeat Kachdas, Bincha, Siachitcha, Shirahavta, Sitzchok? Four different things to tell him. To make it special. Ultimately, Mephashim tells us that Avram was trying to pull out more mitzvahs. He was trying to put more stocks. He was getting the value of the stock up. That the more God commands it, the more of a schar I have for this. Wonderful thought. What would be so wrong to say because Avramavina was a human being? And as a human being was saying, you want who? I should do with what? Didn't you just promise me that he's going to bring up my children? He's going to continue my generations? Didn't you promise me this is all my, my, my whole... Didn't you give him to me after a hundred years? Why would I do this? Why would you want me to do this all of a sudden? What are you thinking? Elamai. God told him to do it. And Vayashkim Avram Babeke, Avram Vino got up early in the morning and went to do it. Question what, what was his Messias Nefesh? The real Messias Nefesh was Avram set a precedence in the world. He set a new, he brought a new thing, a new concept into the world called godliness. Avram Megayas Ha'anoshim, Saras Ha'anoshim. And he knew somebody had to continue this. And because he knew somebody had to continue this, by sacrificing, by bringing his son as a carbon, he's cutting it off. He's killing the lineage. He's going to kill his whole continuity. This is called Mesiris Nefesh. This is what Mesiris Nefesh is all about. That he looked and he said, I've been looking forward to this. 
And I didn't know how I was going to deal with this. I didn't know how, who was going to take over the mantle. Who would carry the baton. And I finally have somebody to carry the baton, but yet you're telling me to bring him as a carbon. As a carbon, he'll be. I, my baton. I, my name. I, the future. This is what you want. This is what will be. He doesn't tell the Abishta, you know what? Let me get him married first. Let him have a kid. I'll know there's an anacle from him. I'll kill him. It's not a problem. Yitzhak also had a connection with the tikkunim of what went on by Chetet Sadas. It says Yitzhak had the Nisham of Hevel. Because Yitzchak became a mensch. When did he become anything by the Akedah? That's what brought him up to a level of Kedusha. At the Akedah, he was 37 years old. Hevel is Gematria 37. And therefore, this either entered to him by the Akedah, whatever it was, this is what brought him into real Kedusha. We've spoken in the past about the Akedah, about the dialogue, about the Mitzvah, etc. You can check up in archives of the of Shirim. There are different little pointers I just wanted to bring out from the visit of Hashem. We see that Hashem comes to visit Biker Chaylem, It's coming to be Mavakachayla. The question is. What was Malach Rafal doing there? Malach Rafal came to heal Avram. Three Malachim. Malach Rafal came to heal Avram. Hashem was there. Why didn't he heal Avram? Hashem teaches a big lesson here. First of all, Bika is a big mitzvah. You don't have to be a doctor to be a each Bika Chaylem takes away a 60th of the sickness. The Refua, we rely on Malach Rafal, Take. <laughs> but a Bika, a visit to Mavaka Chaylem, that's incumbent on everyone. Yidal of Cheshun was the outside of Hidal Chlemenu. Hidal is the one that cries for her children and the Abishan says, Yeshachal of There is reward for what you have done. Several years ago, it was a Fabrengen in the 770 on a Shabbos afternoon. And the Bacha got up. So I have to tell you all the Mephis from the Rebbe. 
But he told the following. Many years ago, there was an Atzadika family, totally unaffiliated, as far as they were concerned. The perfect family, mother, father, and son. Very, very nice panasa. Everything was well. He worked, she worked, they had good jobs. <coughs> now one day the whole world came down around there. Their only son, after complaining of headaches, Khmer on the Sunday discovered a brain tumor. And they worked and worked and worked on it a few months, and they finally told the parents there's nothing to talk about. You're torturing the child for nothing. But you know what? Don't torture him. Stop with the treatments. Not helping anyway. Give him the time of his life. He's got three, four, five, six months to live. Let him live it up. Take him around. You have money? Go flying. And they did. They cancelled every obligation, every social and business obligation for the next six months. They booked tickets to Europe, America, etc. They're going. And they started France and England and whatever it was, they traveled and traveled and they came to the United States of America. <coughs> and they came to the wonderful streets of New York City. And to their dismay, there was this colorful truck with a loudspeaker on the roof making a lot of noise. And the little boy said to his father, Abba Bonire, let's go see what this is. Another attraction in New York. Now, anyway, the child slept him over. And Abaka comes out and says, Shalom, how are you? Are you Jewish? And the guy just wanted to curse him out. Jewish? What do you know about Jewish? If you're Jewish, go to Israel and fight in the army. He tells the son, Get out of here. Guy hears Hebrew. Just starts talking to them in Hebrew. Shalom lachem. You're coming from Israel. Very nice. Talking to them. He says, Boaba, come, come put on film. It's not going to hurt. It takes two minutes. You'll be fine. You'll be happy. And I'm sure Yoni's going to be happy. Right, Yoni? And the little boy looks up to his father with his little eyes. Nebuch. He shakes his head. He says, okay. He goes inside and he puts on film. After the film taken off, they get to talking. And Nebuch, the father, pours out the story of the what's going on. Where they're heading. Nebuch says, we don't give up hope. That's not our way. Here's my phone number. Call me this evening or tomorrow. We'll arrange you come to Brooklyn. We'll make an appointment for you to see the Babachineva. Worse than you are now, you can't get. They said, okay. They acquiesced. That was for Nat. And the next day they come to New York, to Brooklyn. And they meet the Bacha. And he got to an appointment for that night. That night, 12 o'clock, they were sitting, husband, the wife, and the boy in front of the Rebbe. 
and they presented all the x-rays, all the tests. The Rebbe looked and looked, the Rebbe says, I'm unimpressed, I don't see anything here really. There's nothing here that can't be cured by a nice kosher diet. Start keeping kosher. Make sure the boy eats only kosher food. He'll be fine. Man looks at the Rebbe. Not at a spit. He gets up, tells his wife, let's go. Slaps them out. He's cursing and yelling, where's that bacha? I'll find him, I'll punch him in the mouth. What kind of mishagaz, what kind of idiocracy is stupidity? Gets on the taxi on the way, on the way back to the hotel in Manhattan. The woman says to her husband, listen, what do you want from the rabbi? He took money. He charged you for his advice. He didn't charge you for the advice. He didn't tell you. He recommended something. What could be so wrong? We're Jewish. Maka. It's hard to get kosher here. Next morning she went to a supermarket. She bought kosher items for breakfast. And then for lunch they were going to go to a restaurant. They canceled the reservations. Then they went to a kosher restaurant. After three, four days of keeping kosher, boy tells his parents, you know, I feel very funny. Something strange. They really should run to a hospital. They find a professor. And he, check, he takes and takes tests and tests. And the guy says, uh, what kind of treatments has he been having? Because he looks at the old x-rays. He looks at the x-rays now. So there's obviously some great treatments here because this thing has shrunk substantially. Kitsa, the wife says to the husband, we know what kind of treatment he's been taking. And they continue the treatment. And ultimately they went back to Israel with a very healthy child and a very healthy spiritual family. <coughs> Our parsha, we see similarly a connection and also with our Haftarah this week. With the Haftarah, the Isha, Shunamis, first of all, we know, straightforward. The child calls out to his mother, Reishi, Reishi, my head, my head. He must have also had a brain tumor and ultimately <laughs> the Navi took care of it. The concept of the Avteda, where he makes her bring the kalim, the physical kalim, the physical vessels to fill up with oil. Why didn't he just bring her gold? Why didn't he just bring her thing, money, cash? What, what the whole story with the bringing all the vessels and the oil and the pouring and the... <coughs> and over here, we start off with a bris mila and then we finish off with akeda. What's all this hullabaloo over here? You want to do something... Get to the point. Sucked snow. It has to have an achiza. It has to have something, a grasp moment in the physical mundane world. Whether it be kosher food, changing to a kosher diet. Whether it be the oil that he poured for her. Whether it be the miracle of Tchiyas that he performed. Whether it be the brismila. Or whether it be the stretching of his neck out on the akeda. Any one of these are a physical connection to the world. And this is the lesson that we learn. 
that we must take the physical mundane world and elevate it, and continue the work of our father, <coughs> Avram, and all the Avis, and Mesha, etc. And as the Rebbe says in the Maim the Gani, that the seventh generation will bring down ultimate Geula, Geula Amita Ashtema, as we saw that with the Pasha is connected to the story of late with Mashiach, and so too with everything else in this Pasha, connected directly with the bringing of Mashiach Tzadkenu, B'meheira B'yameinu, on this very Shabbos, on Tez Vav, and the Yisiyah Rabash Musa, we should see the big revelation, the revelation of Mashiach Tzadkenu.